I am no longer accepting the things I cannot change. I'm changing the things I cannot accept. That is a quote by Angela Davis. Welcome to Trina Talk. This is the podcast where guests share their stories of pursuing their passions, living a fulfilled life, and empowering others. Each week, I talk with inspiring leaders, business owners, and people with amazing stories from around the world in unscripted conversations as they share their successes and failures. This podcast is all about empowering you to keep striving in your personal and professional life. I am your host, Trina L. Martin. Welcome to episode 179. I am delighted to announce that I'll be speaking at Women in Tech, Texas on 19th through the 20th of May, 2022. This event offers an immersive educational experience for like-minded women to access proven strategies and tools to support them in their mission to achieve their career goals. Registration is now open. Book your pass today and secure a 15% discount with my special discount code. And that code is W-I-T-T-S-P-E-A-K-E-R-15. And the website is www.women-in-tech-texas.com. The topic of this week's episode is Strong Females and Magical Stories. My guest this week is Isabel Hardesty. Isabel Hardesty is a Miami native who uses her creative work to share her experiences growing up in South Florida. She is committed to creating rich and strong female characters in her book. Hardesty wants young people and women of color to see themselves in her novels and know they are a meaningful part of the world they're in. Hardesty received her BFA from Pratt Institute and has worked in New York City as an assistant fashion designer. Her rich and textured life experiences allow her to create characters and plots that engage readers. One common thread in all of her professional experiences is that storytelling is always king. Hi, Isabel. Welcome to Trina Talk. Thank you for having me, Trina. Hello. Well, I'm excited to speak with you. You are a woman. You are a a creative um, soul. That's how I like to say it because I'm more analytical, but you creative people are, you know, special. Um, all types in this world, right? (laughs) It does. It does. Uh, How I love to start off the show is I always have my guests tell the listeners who you are. And what made you the Isabel that you are today? Wonderful. I love that question. Um, the Isabel that I am today has been is from so many things. I'm one of six children. My parents are Haitian Dominican. Um, I grew up in Miami. Um, my first love was visual arts, which I always part of me. And then slowly I got into uh, writing. But what's made me is my wonderful mother, my siblings, um, my teachers, and just listening to the positive encouragement from, from my 
family and learning what lessons, life lessons, and just knowing that creativity helps, it heals, and it's exciting and it connects people. Mm. I never heard it um, explained that way, but I guess that's that's true. Um, healing and connection and things like that. Um, so you're an artist, you paint, you're a storyteller, you've written a few books. Why don't, when do you tell us, start off with your, um, your artistry, tell us about that. And then we want to go into your books. Thank you. Thank you. Um, my artistry began at home, but then it was helped by a teacher who told me about a program. It was payback at the time, turned into New World School of the Arts in Miami. Then I continued that into Pratt. Um, where I got a major in fashion design, but I always continued my painting. So um, I continued painting, doing art exhibitions. I did even two exhibitions in Paris, France, which was exciting. Um, I even had a gallery for a while in the, in um, actually not New York, but in Miami. And it led me also to become a, an art educator. I was an art educator in South Florida in Miami-Dade public school system and in Cobb County schools in Georgia, which is right out of Atlanta. And that was very soul filling because I was able to see small artists and help them grow. And some of them will become artists. Some of them may become teachers or chefs, but it's just, it's a nice thing to incorporate visual education into someone's life. I started off with that and uh, that kind of segued into storytelling and then my books. Well, you know, it seems like a, a natural progression because you are creative. Um, and so the artistry is a form of storytelling. It, it is. And, you know, Trina, I didn't mention this, but I had like a little Etsy shop, Fairy Creek Vintage. And it was so funny. I don't really do much on it anymore. But um, for a while, it was, if, you, if you were in the room with me, you'd be laughing at me because I'd have this vintage jewelry up and then I'd write these like mini romances to sell it. And that's where I loved just writing. And I would do that for some of my scarves as well. Um, one was about, um, she stands at the beach and her scarf falls to the, to the sand and he picks it up. So I was already like falling in love with the writing. And that's, I think, really how some of the people found my work from the, some of the jewelry or my scarves because of the story. And they fell in love with the story. Now, what, what made you do that? Because... You know, you're artist, but now you're writing. And what made you do that? Write that little synopsis with your jury. What made you what made you do that? I think I remember picking up this this catalog that my older sister had, I think. And it was just the most interesting thing. The sketches were interesting and the clothes were OK, but they had these stories. And I was like captivated by these stories. I forgot what it was, the company, but it just it was interesting to me. And um I love, you know, my other, my other, another sister of mine, I have three sisters. My other sister loves romance novels and I, I like them too. I haven't read them lately, but they're part of who I am. So I guess it was just a natural thing. And I knew that it had to, I knew that, okay, behind me, there was an African art piece that I used to sell um, when I lived in New York. And when I was selling, I learned that story is everything. Like people want to buy some, but they don't really want to just buy anything. So if you tell them what it's about, then it, it, their heart is moved and they feel the truth. So that's what I was trying to do. I wasn't trying to just say, Hey, buy this. I was trying to say, life is beautiful. 
And if depending on what you're going through in life, if you need something beautiful, extra beautiful, this little story can delight your heart. So I just wanted to add some joy to life. So that went into your book. So tell us about your books and um, what they're about and, you know, just the whole writing process. And for me, Trina, um, I had a story that I started in Miami before I moved to Georgia in 2007, but it was like, wasn't structured. It was just so long and I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, when I would go to Dragon Con, which is like Comic-Con in San Diego, but it's in Atlanta, I would find myself over and over again in the writer's panels. So then finally, um, one of the people, the director, Nancy Knight said, hey guys, there's an anthology, um, which is a short story collection, and you can just write a short story. These are the parameters. And I, I dared, I did it and it was accepted. So that let me learn how to finish something. You know, not in a school setting, of course. In school, you have to finish things. But this was just me with my time and as an adult. So I did it and it felt great. So I took that short story and it's a, it's now a, a um, novella. It's book one. I, the books are behind me, some of them. And that's Jay's Awakening that talks about um, this young woman who goes to, her background is Dominican. She's a Caribbean background. And she um, goes to Dragon Con and her mom drops her off and says, honey, don't hurt anyone this time because she's like learning who she is. And it's a fun book. There, there are three, Jade's Awakening, Jade's Descent, and Jade's Paradox. That's a complete series. And then my novel is The Witch of Fleur, which is my debut novel. It was published last year. And um, that one was it, that one's just a soul book. That one I started off when I was on my journey to motherhood, wanting to, to have a child. And then my husband and I, we continued. And then so then I was pregnant writing the book. Actually, I was wrapping up some things when my husband had to take me to the hospital. It was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so that book is, it's, a, it's my, I love that book. And uh, so the sequel of, is Midnight, Midnight in Belfleur. And that one's coming out in January, 2022. So what is your inspiration that <sighs> makes you write? Um. And I'm inspired by strong women, my mother, um, strong characters I see in different shows. Um, one of the shows, uh, actually, I talked about it in the um, at Dragon Con is The Expanse, a bunch of strong women of color. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, 2018, I went up to them and I thanked them. And they, I was holding my son and they took a picture. Uh, I'll send it to you later on an email. Yeah. It's really cute, my son. But just stories of women who continue despite everything they've gone through. So that inspires me and the joy in my heart with stories that delight me and just kind of like, I don't know if you ever watch like those Hallmark movies. I'm not, mm-hmm. my books are not like those, but just some things that make you feel like you're drinking a pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in my book, there's um, there's some fighting because it's about witches and, uh, magic power. So there's some things, but never where it makes you just kind of close the book and go, Ooh, that's just not what I want to see. Cause right. yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be 53, which I don't always share in March, but I'm learning to love myself mm-hmm. as I am in my age. I love it. So where I am now, my husband might like to watch certain things or read certain things, but there's certain things that I'm like, huh, no, I don't want to see that. Yeah. You know? so things wow. that delight me, 
make me remember that magic is real if you want it to be. And love is always love conquers all, including self-love. Oh, that's great. Now, did you ever see yourself as a writer? Was this something always that you wanted to do? Because as we were talking uh, pre-interview, I have a daughter who's an artist as well. Um, And I know that's always been her passion. Did you ever have the passion to write? I would sometimes when I was living in New York, um, which I moved from New York in 1996. But I remember sometimes just one moment. I remember like falling into my bed and just kind of like narrating the moment and thinking, Mm -hmm. am I crazy? Am I going to be a director? I didn't think like, no, that's what writers do. Like if you're just sitting there going, she just thinks and wonders with the falling leaves, you know, like narrating mm-hmm. things. That's just, yeah. So um, I didn't know what it was. I was like, whatever. Oh. Um, so um, then I just had to move forward and continue writing, but I didn't know what it was, what I was doing too much. And I did have um, some writing classes and one of my teachers really liked it. He said, um, mm-hmm. he liked my work, but I had other things going on. But um, yes, when you're true to yourself and you listen, you eventually heed the call. And, you know, like the reluctant, reluctant uh, hero, you do it. Yes. Yes. Wow. So what has your writing done to you as a person, as a woman? Oh, my writing has given me a sense of connection with readers, which I wasn't sure because um, and other women and men. Because sometimes you have something in your head and when you see someone write a review or share something in the newsletter and say, oh my goodness, I really like this. Thank you. It just makes you go, wow, you, you understood what I was saying Mm. and um, getting, I did get a few book offers for this, which I turned down one of them, one of them, because they said it could, I really liked their covers. And I liked, I liked some of the things I learned. One of the things I learned is that they didn't allow a, a gay main character, which Mm -hmm. is not for my book, but I was like, "Eh, that's just very, no. So I didn't do that. And I found, I got another book contract, which again was so exciting to me. And I was like visualizing, talking about it on Facebook. My ego was feeling great, but I couldn't sleep. I was like losing sleep. And I even got an agent, New York city agent again, that I wanted to brag a lot about. When I was going to sleep at night, I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, I wasn't able to just the little details were not making me happy. So I had to just say no. And I indie published my books. So um, being an author has taught me to love myself and to know that my ideas are wonderful. And I don't have to assume I can't do that. It's for them. It's for someone else. My vision to Trina, I'd love to email you soon one day and say, it's going to be on screen. You know, it's going to be on whatever channel. I really see this book as a series because it's, it's just really strong characters, strong women and different layers of generations Mm -hmm. as well. So it's pretty exciting. And that's funny you say that because that was my next question of, do you see your books going into a movie or being a series? Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, either way would be great. A series would be phenomenal. Um, I even, Cracked. I just, just, I just wanted to like spread my wings and I even made a script for it. It's not the same animal scripts are different than books, but I just wanted to just dip my toe in the water and see mm-hmm. if I could do it. And I can, but 
I'm just continuing with my books because that's easier novels. That's I talk more and I write a lot. So scripts are very confining, but I, I understand about them. So, uh, but yes, I'm so excited one day to be, I see that day when I'm emailing you saying Trina from our words to God's ears. So yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. And you said writing made you love yourself. How so? Um, Because when you're writing, you're taking little bits of yourself, little moments of watching TV, maybe with charmed with your sisters and just little, you're just kind of like weaving something, some parts that you haven't seen before possibilities, things that have never occurred. And just kind of like weaving with like a sweet satisfaction, knowing that you're taking your love and you're sharing it and your love, your, you have the right to share. And that's one thing that um, I like. I always was passionate about as an art educator, making sure that students knew that their art was valuable, no matter what it looked like compared to their friends. Or if, you know, someone else has a grandma who's an artist Mm -hmm. and they're not, you know, their parents are just not artists. It's still fine. You still have, you still have the right to go forward and to be a creative person. Don't have, there's no magic touch. Right. It's just you being you, being who you yes. are. Yes. Now, are there any authors that you love to read that kind of helped fuel that love that you have? Um, Octavia Butler's work is beautiful. It's different than mine, but it's very rich and uh, layered. Mm-hmm. Her work is beautiful. Um of course, you know, J.K. Rowling is amazing, um, but so many, and even if it's not fantasy writing, um, some writing, James Baldwin, I started writing, mm-hmm. reading his work. I was just certain, so, certain writers are so amazing. And sometimes it's great. Mm-hmm. And it sometimes makes you close up though. It makes you go, oh, <laughs> why well, can't, I'm not that good. But then you have to just go, okay, they're different. Right. And that's beautiful, but you don't have to compare yourself. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So it's beautiful to read different types of work or for art, let's say, to see different visual arts, like let's say for your daughter um, or for anything. If someone wants to be a chef, it's great to see different chefs out there and models and actors, whatever you want to be, but just don't compare yourself right. because, um, you know, as they say, just be yourself because everyone else is taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's that's amazing. That's really beautiful. And I'm curious, since you're such a storyteller, what books are you reading now? Um, right now, I am in the process of reading a couple of books, but I've been so busy with my son, who's four, that we're just slowing down now. So I have some books on my to-be-reading list that I'm going to jump into soon. But right now, um, I do have Parable of the Talents by Octavia Butler that I'm about to dive into again. I started it and I had to slow down on it because um, we were we went to Florida and we went to Georgia for Dragon Con. Um, but uh, words just feed you. Mm-hmm. Reading just feeds you, and it just there's nothing that is better than reading a book and just sinking down into that couch or that bed and just going, ah, oh, it's my time. Yes, yes. Oh, that is just that's so amazing because I can read a good, I love a good book, especially yeah. when it, it makes me have a movie in my head yes. of the yes. characters. That's what I love. How do you feel about Audible? Um, I think Audible is good. 
Um, one thing I do like to um, being a teacher in the public school system and letting things be accessible is the library system too. Mm-hmm. They're very good with uh, their overdrive and the um, Libby books, depending on your system that you are with. So uh, I know sometimes it's like, Oh, library, I have to go there, but you can do so much online too. And listening to um, books on you know, audible. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm an avid reader, too, and I, I'm always like reading a couple books at a time. But because I'm so busy, I got into Audible. But what I what I love more, what I really love about Audible is so what I'll do is like if I'm traveling, you know, when we were traveling a lot, I would travel a lot. That's why I got into Audible. Yeah. But what I like to do is when I'm home, I like to listen, but I actually have the physical book with me as well. Oh, that's good. Yes, I've done that before. That's good, too. So this way you have the book, the physical book, but you're listening to it. So then later on, when you actually finally have that time yourself, you can right. just know more or less where to go. I, I see. That's a yeah. good, good strategy. Yeah, I I'm love that. that Gina. That's good. You see, but then I love the authors who read their own work. Yes, I do like that. I have a beautiful um, Blue Yeti behind me up at the top of the shelf mm-hmm. that i need to just start doing that for the Witch of Belfleur. And yes, before you know it, you know, little steps make a long journey. So before you know it, I'll be able to wrap up the book. Yes. And and I love, especially the authors, I guess, that I already have heard them speak. So I know their voice and their, their cadence and their tone. I love hearing them read their books because it really makes me envision. Yes. I loved reading um, different. It's, you know, nonfiction with Shonda Rhimes, the, the year of yes. Oh my goodness. Hearing her voice, it just mm-hmm. made you feel like you're listening to a girlfriend and it's just so it's such a good book. And it was great hearing her. I didn't, wouldn't want to hear anybody else say that. Right. Know? It was just right. her story. And I wanted to hear it from her and I liked it. It was a great book. Now, will you do any audibles for your books or is it more, do you feel that it's more um, effective as someone reads it themselves and get the picture in their head. I would definitely do audibles. Um, I'm going to, one of the things on my to-do list is to have uh, the recording for the Witch of Belfleur. So yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, thank you for the reminder, but yes, it's one of my to-do lists. <laughs> Great. Oh my goodness. It's like, I love it. Cause just a good book is just so, it's, it's so freeing. Yeah. It's just so nice. Even if it's fantasy or whatever it is, sci-fi, if it's nonfiction about a chef's life in, um, I don't know, Alaska, as you're reading, you're able to just go, oh, this is different, but similar because so many things that we go through, um, sometimes we don't even know how to relate to what we've experienced until we see it in someone else. And it like echoes us. It echoes what we're feeling and we're able to finally go, oh, that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. this situation and they're they just voiced it for me yeah, yeah yeah now what advice would you give to someone who's out there and considering being a writer but yeah. they're thinking well I'm not good enough um I would say to to um just go for it uh and to read enough different types of books mm-hmm. to sometimes read a book and go wow, this is a famous book and it's not perfect. And yet they dared. So I can do it too. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I remember years ago, my first job, I had to, you know, it was in retail and I had to use a cash register. It was so, so scary for me. And I looked at the person, I said, you know, my said my head, I said, if they can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the truth with everything. If it's something that you're passionate about and you want to do it, there are now, especially with the internet, with everything, there's so many ways to get the education. Um, I know MOOC, Massive Open Online courses or colleges, that's a nice way sometimes to learn. Let's say Coursera. I know that they've changed things sometimes where it's not always uh, free, but those things. um, I know also there's so many blogs that have a a great advice, Um, but eventually I will do like a, probably a little course just to help people who are also thinking, I want to write, but what do I do? Right. And um, you know, just an outline sometimes helps just a simple outline, nothing that you might have learned about years ago with like the Roman numerals and all of the cascading things that just yes. make so okay. Just go, never mind, I don't want to become a writer, but just a very simple format. Mm-hmm. Um, I explained that recently um to some people who are interested in learning how to write. That's what I did with Jade's Awakening. I just mm-hmm. basically it's just has eight chapters, it's a small novella, and I just separated a large um paper, mm-hmm. large like um, yeah, large paper separated into eight pieces and I put the chapters and then I put in, um, three, three, uh, scenes per chapter and I broke it down. And this is what I learned actually from someone who does, uh, scripts. Mm. Yeah. The guy that did breaking bad, I forgot his name, but he's, uh, he was explaining it. And then when he explained it, it's like, it clicked in my brain. I was like, okay, you don't have to, you know? So anyway, I did that. Each either mm-hmm. three scenes, and then he said, "Talk about the different plot points, what you want people to get away go away with." And uh, so that's what I did. And of course, I added some elements of setting and other things. But yeah, it just helped me break it down in my mind because sometimes mm-hmm. things are very abstract, and it's you know hard to get a grip of something if it's very abstract, and it's easy just to walk away or go, oh, "I'll do it next year." Right. And then it doesn't, you know, if it's something that's close to your heart, it'll always nag you and bug you. Yeah. Now, how do you decide um, what genre you want to go to? I mean, is it so, you know, if you're a person who does um, fiction, can you turn around and do something else? Or if you're a person who does action, you know, so does it matter? Do you have to stick with one thing? How does that work? I know sometimes people say to do that or the agent wants you to do that. But um, for me, my next book after this, I have um, a vampire story that I started. I'm going to finish that, but I also have a detective story that I want to incorporate some of my women's experiences. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because the YA is wonderful, and I have different characters. Um, I have a grandmother in there, uh, Juliet's um, aunt, and it's just very exciting, different layers. But I do have some other stories that are more fo- focused on women of that are not in their twenties or teenage years. So those I'm going to write those and I'm not going to change my name. It'll just be the same. And mm-hmm. that's it. But yeah, you want to be free. And uh, you know, that's part of loving who you are and saying, I, I want to, I want to write fantasy. I want to write a detective story. I want to write a story about ro- a pure romance. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do it. Wow. I mean, I really, I admire you for just being so creative with that. And, and it is Thank freeing you. to just, you know, yes. 
do it and not even like, you know, the fantasy and, you know, how you're like, I want powerful women of color yes. and not worrying about who's going to like it and who's not. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm doing. And I'm just going to do it. You know, they say, um, make it and they will come. Yes. The field of dreams. Just it. That's it. This is just my work, people. If you don't like it, that's fine. If you like it, yay. Right. Right. Yeah, this, I'm, but I did before though, Trina, I thought like, oh, I'm going to do like a, a pen name for my other things. Cause I was wondering about all that stuff that you read about. And they, I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that. I'm just going to be me and not worry mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure you found that to be liberating. Like you said, you found yourself because why hide under a, a soon name? You know, you are doing what you love yeah. to do and yeah. you're sharing it. Yeah. Wow. And it's just so much work. I know it's already a lot of work with social media, mm-hmm. but I don't want to have two accounts and just like, now I've got a, it's just too much. It's like, let me just be myself. And that's, right. that's, yes, that's my work. Yes, that's my work. Yeah. Now, how long does it take you to write? Now, are you one of these writers that you're like, okay, I got it in my head. And once you get going, it's flowing. Or do you have to really, um, plan it out. And, you know, cause I've heard some writers say, okay, I write so many words a day. And then some say, you know what, once the juices get flowing, I go until, you know, there's a stop yeah. point. Yeah. I know with, with a child it's different, right? Mm-hmm. Like with a four-year-old and um, yes. So my first books were fast and they're self-created deadlines. So um, mm-hmm. I just did those. I was like, if I don't do that, it won't get done. Right. So I just made, you know, I just made believe I said, I'm acting as though I'm working for somebody yeah. and that person is me. So um, I just did it. And I, you know, Jade's awakening, Jade's descent, Jade's paradox, the witch of Belle Fleur. It took longer and I actually had it out. Then I pulled it back out mm-hmm. and then I took longer than I put it out last year mm-hmm. with last year being a different year. Um, this la- the second book's taking me longer to do, but it's going to be out in January. But um, you know, as a creative person, you just have to kind of go, okay, send out, send the love to the world and just sometimes go like this. I love you world. I'm just going to now focus. Otherwise um, you just like, and you just focus your energy. And you know, that's with everything though. Yeah. Everything. You just have to kind of go focus and just go for it. So the book's almost done. The book's almost done. And I'm really proud of this book. Made on Belle Fleur is dealing with a new character. Her name is Fabienne. And she comes with a lot of baggage and um, it's going to talk about some issues that are not always talked about in books. So, and she's a full, full character and I'm, we'll, uh, I won't say too much about it, yeah, but don't spoil it. Cause we got to tell the good. listeners where they can get your book. Yeah. So, this episode is being sponsored by true vision. Have you lost hope in starting your business? Lost steam or just do not know where to go from here. See, with True Vision and Define Your Path. The True Vision Project seeks to heal, rebuild, and transform your online business from the inside out. For more information and early access for only Trina Talk listeners into the True Vision Project, send an email to connect at definingpaths.info. Make sure to mention that you heard about it on Trina Talk. We're going to get into the questions. Okay. Rapid fire. Okay. Okay. So who or what motivates you? Love my family. What demotivates you? 
paralysis of analysis. When I start to, so I just, yeah. That's a good one. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good? Um, I met an editor who said that the right team can make you go from good to great. So I'm looking, I'm opening up myself to the universe, to God, for the right team. And um, that actually kept me up at night. He wasn't said it to hurt me, but he was, he said it, it was like a professor. He's like a professor. Mm. When he said, I was like, hmm. hmm." Wow. What is your fear? Not expressing myself in this life. I just want to make sure I'm expressing myself and uh, sharing my talents. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Oh, I, I'm not too much because I, I try to do the things a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, maybe calling friends back when I say that I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes something that I don't do because I know I have a son that's four, but then yeah so keeping in touch more okay so how about this one is there a time that you wish you had not done something um doubted myself Mm, good what is your definition of success success is having family and love and knowing who you are i love that how do you recharge Prayer, family, quiet. Mm. What are you awesome at? Storytelling. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want your legacy to be? Um, Creativity is everyone's right. Mm. Give the listeners one motivational takeaway. Be yourself. Open yourself up to creativity. Mm. Isabel, tell the listeners how they can connect with you, all your books, your website, all that. Okay. You can find me at isabelhardesty.com, I-S-A-B-E-L-L-E-H-A-R-D-E-S-T-Y.com. You can find me on Instagram. I'm Isabel Hardesty Creates. And you can find my books at Amazon. And Midnight and Belle Fleur is right now on pre-order on Kobo. Kobo.com. Great. Well, Isabel, I thank you for taking time out of your day to be here on Trina Talk. It's been a great conversation. I love your creativity and what you're doing. And I'm looking forward to those movies in the series. Oh, yes. You know, I'll be uh, calling you. Thank you so much, Trina, for having me. If you like Trina Talk podcast, please don't forget to go out to iTunes and rate it five stars and leave a review. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination.